This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And welcome back to another installment of Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRio.com. I'm here with the chief data evangelist for an emerging cannabis and wellness trends consulting firm that just released results of a year-long study we're going to talk about here on the show, examining cannabis and CBD usage habits among consumers. And here with me to talk about it is said chief data evangelist, Carmen Brace from Aclara Research. Thanks for being on with us, Carmen. Well, thank you for having me, Jorge. I appreciate the opportunity. So partner with Ipsos, which we I know that we have uh, had a chance as part of our Cannabis Radio, uh, the parent company has a conference series that we're looking to re- bring back since pandemic, the United States Cannabis Conference uh, and Psychedelics Expo coming up soon. Stay tuned to this channel for more details on that. Uh, we talked to the folks at Ipsos when they did do quite a bit of work in terms of cannabis, in terms of studies and research. Obviously, we know a lot of what they're polling and what they've done, pretty expansive. So with them... You delivered a syndicated segmentation study of 1,000 consumers, capturing the role of cannabis and CBD in Americans' evolving approach to mental and physical well-being. This is the Cannabis Occasion Diaries. And in this study, you actually had 3,000 people, 10,000 occasions, quantifying the full spectrum of how, why, and when, and where cannabis and CBD are chosen and what products you're replacing. Now, before I go to ask, we see a lot of CBD products in the market anyway, wherever you go, you know, besides what you're seeing in your said dispensaries, bodegas, you know, drugstores, markets all over. And, you know, there's always some kind of a stigma where people might see it's really a matter of where you're finding that product from. But if you can give you a little bit of a, some initial findings that you found about when it comes to when and where they want to go ahead and buy the product and maybe a trust factor. Well, you know, it may be helpful to back up a little bit and talk about how this study, uh, how the study developed in the two parts of the study. So as you mentioned, and rightly so, um, I partnered with Ipsos last year to develop a study on the on how Americans' lives are being changed by the use of cannabis okay. um, in regard to physical and well-being. 
We surveyed about a thousand consumers um, within an online community as well as a syndicated study to understand the how, why, when, where, and what, the tribes, why people are using cannabis. Um, throughout my five, six years in the industry, I've always known it's about getting, it's, it's never been about getting high, it's really been about getting well. And that's after a 20 year career within the consumer package, the consumer package goods industry, truly leveraging behavioral insights to understand foresight, insight and action, what's happening next. Now, after that study with Ipsos, I began, I decided to invest and expand that diary, right. to expand okay. those online diaries of exactly how, why, when, where, and what were the drivers of people using cannabis and CBD across a variety of different occasions. Now, that data set spans about 10,000 occasions and about 3,000 consumers. And to your point, also in addition to the occasions um, where they're using in-home, out-of-home, which products that they're using, it also gives us some indication about where they're buying products. So when I think about your question about the level of trust, um, this study does not uh, particularly address the level of trust that people have with various outlets, but we can tell you from those from the purchase behavior and the intercepts about where they're buying the product. Now, Jorge, that can span cannabis dispensaries, natural food stores, mm -hmm. online retailers. That can also, um, in, in the case in the case of cannabis, um, incorporate someone that you know. Um, People are buying from a variety of elements um, from the uh, illicit market as well as as well as legal dispensaries. Um, we found within this study that about 25% are buying from both. Um, so I think trust varies um, according to the channel that one is purchasing within and the level of familiarity that they have with the product. I appreciate you clarifying. The initial study was a thousand consumers evolving into a continued study outside of uh, Ipsos where you're doing it yourselves, that 3,000 people, 10,000 occasions. So, I mean, as you said, there's obviously what is the necessity? What, what is the reason why somebody wants to go and buy a CBD product when they see it on a shelf, regardless of where it's coming from? But it is one thing to me where if you feel like there's anything at all and I understand it if it doesn't come as part of the study, but that's where the one part comes for me. Every time I talk to a CBD company, you know, I can always take the trust of what they're going to tell me in terms of, you know, and I've had companies that have come on board and they show me they have 5,000 milligrams of, CB, of full spectrum of CBD in their product. And it might have a certificate of analysis, might have all the things that are required. But I'm wondering if that's something where in the occasions that people are deciding to buy, if there's any particular variables that you were able to find that made them persuade themselves to buy and when they bought, that's where I wanted to see if you had anything that kind of tells to that. Well, I think that actually goes back to what we call within the consumer packaged goods industry, the job to be done. So when you think about the reasons that people are using these products, it's to solve a certain need. And the, and the results of the study with Ipsos really showed the driver of the fact that cannabis and CBD are multidimensional because there are multiple need states at this, within the same occasion as to why consumers are choosing cannabis or CBD versus what we call traditional products. 
those being um, could be alcohol, it could be over the counter medications, it could be pharmaceutical drugs, other other wellness products. Mm-hmm. Um, what we found is, is that the need for relaxation is the number one reason that people are using cannabis in addition to another reason. So consumers said, I'm using this product for relaxation and I'm also using it to allay some level of anxiety. I'm using it during a morning occasion to manage that during the day. Um, And I may use a different form of a cannabis or CBD product throughout the day in order to extend that level of relaxation. And if you contrast that with the product consideration set, the competitive products that are used to um, solve those consumer problems, those jobs to be done, they are not multidimensional. I may take a pharmaceutical product in order to allay anxiety, but that is not necessarily the product that I also attribute the, the solution of relaxation that also is provided when I use the product. And I think that's really what drives the disruption of cannabinoid-based products um, in relation to traditional consumer packaged goods products. Among the, there were a lot of highlights in the study that were revealed and then the press release that came out about this, you made a mention of how ultimately consumers are decreasing their use of traditional products in favor of cannabis and CBD because they're being viewed as healthier and more effective. And you also mentioned about the, a future impact of cannabis legalization. But I think there's one thing that should be ma- mentioned here is because with every state that has activated legalization, medical usually starts first, then adult use. And actually, I think that's benefited every state that has been activated and has gone online with cannabis, uh, with being able to have cannabis and CBD available because you are getting medical professionals, the medical side that is prescribing or recommending products to you that are figured for wellness as opposed for recreational. And then as you adopt initially over time, the initial feeling of using it as a medical wellness product, and then down the line realizing this is something that could be more recreational, as they always call it. Is that something you also noticed? You're, you're, you're hitting it right on the mark in a couple of different areas. So, I mean, if you think about how people may enter what we'll call this category of products, right? So you may enter number one from a social standpoint, you know, getting together with friends from more of what people call recreational. Or you may enter um, from, a, from a standpoint of having a very clear need as a healthcare consumer. We're all healthcare consumers, right? Um, that you want to solve for the product and you find that this does it more effectively. The percentages that you're referencing do indicate the level of disruption that federally legal cannabis and full cannabinoid product and full cannabinoid uh, portfolio of products will, will represent to traditional CPG and healthcare. So if you think about those consumers that were normally um, considering using over-the-counter medications, 71% stopped or decreased their uses of those products. Um, those that were regularly using pharmaceuticals, um, 61 st- 61% stopped or reduced. And the same statistic applies for beverage and alcohol at 55%, the lowest, if, you know, wow. p- please note that. Mm-hmm. So when you think about your point about the, you know, the elements of points of entry, and then I have to really relate that to the value of consumers, because we all have healthcare jobs to be done. We, we want to feel better the, the, you know, post pandemic, during the pandemic, after, I mean, you can look at, you know, I mean, if I continue with your point, thinking about like the, 
the 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 increase in people that would begin to use cannabis we can look at the you know the patient count in florida the patient count in, oil, in illinois two states i'm very familiar with and how those drove like almost doubled in size during the time the fact that you know the cdc is now is now advocating that every adult in the united states under the age of 65 be screened for anxiety because of such a problem and then you go back to this level of research that we're talking about today and that the second month that one of the one of the top three reasons why people are using cannabis is for anxiety. So cannabis is not the panacea. Um, but there are two things that we know very clearly. Um, number one, it is a very important part of this movement towards plant based medicines that we in the United States are moving towards. Think about, you know, go back to Hippocrates, you know, food is medicine, medicine is food, food is medicine. Um, we can also look to the data of behavioral insights to understand that when people come in to solve a healthcare job to be done, they also realize that there are corollary benefits, namely relaxation. And after the past, you know, two or three years that we've had as a country, um, we're all in search of a, something that we find more effective and healthier and allowing us to um, achieve that need state. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. With all the information you gave right there, when it comes to the decrease of OTC meds, prescription drugs, and overall alcohol usage, just knowing that some of those areas where they're doing the taking away from, so beneficial and so important that people are looking for an alternative solution, a much more naturopathic, a, a very much more a, a natural plant organic solution. Mm-hmm. The other thing too, is I also want to figure out there's obviously the dispensaries. If people want to go ahead and if there might be a head, hesitancy as all at all for those occasions to visit a dispensary, but then if you're looking for the products in any mainstream 
retail environment. Does it matter at all where the products are placed, if they're categorized as alternative, if they're if they are placed for, again, with CPG, consumer packaged goods, if they are marketed and placed in the same shelves adjacent to OTC medications or to uh, other products that might be a similar is showing an alternative or are they separately put into a different section, a different shelf altogether? Is that something that would be considered as part of this that would change the way the amount of occasions that people would probably purchase and consume? Your, your question is leading me in two directions. Okay. Um, number one, um, the, the first element is assuming that people have the right education and understanding about the product and the regulations within the respective states that we have currently allow um, cannabis businesses to communicate um, the, the reviews, the, um, the, the, consumer, um, the, the, the consumer response. Uh, medical research that has not been fielded within the United States that would right. clearly state that these products do uh, provide benefit for the need states that we're talking about, then I think, yes. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, a customer I was working with in, um, in Colorado, you know, um, one cannabis item, nine lives is an example. So when we thought about really like, how do we really communicate with consumers, right? They're, they, they're, they're a franchise, they're a franchise company. Um, they're thinking about like how we deliver the best model across a variety of states. Um, there's a number of different ways that we could that we can test to understand like which elements are the best ones in order to communicate that message more effectively. And the points that you brought up um, around signage in the stores, right? Around um, around placement of products that solve the same job to be done. Um, you know, you think about, you know, just as simple is some is something as simple as cleaning products, as an example. They're all in one area, right? Because mm -hmm. they solve the same need. So um, it certainly makes sense that in a world in which these products were sold in the same channel, that there would be signage and clear indication that they solve that certain need. Mm -hmm. um, however, the question does make me consider, you know, how we get to that point. Because right now, with uh, you think about the level of regulation we have state by state, right. these messages are not legally uh, are not uh, the, the states do not allow businesses to legally communicate these types of messages to consumers. This is an FDA issue. It's right. obviously Schedule One, et cetera. Um, but then you think about how these businesses potentially can do that. And that makes me think about what the next stage of retail is in the metaverse. So, you know, think, you know, think about CPG, right? Um, all of these companies investing in Decentraland, you know, to create areas where they can communicate with consumers in different venues in augmented and virtual reality. Um, so, I mean, if we think about the future of cannabis, right? Like, we know the biggest barrier is people don't understand how to use those products and how to solve those jobs to be done. So, could the retailer, the cannabis retailers of the future, whomever those might be, communicate with consumers in the metaverse and augmented and augmented reality, be able to provide the education that they need around how to use those products effectively? And then could those products essentially be delivered by drone, right? Like you look at Amazon, you look at Walgreens, you look at Kroger, especially in the state of Florida, they're testing all of these direct-to-consumer delivery systems in order to make sure that the products that you need are always available to you and right on time. Mm 
So I think there's a number of different ways that we can think about um, what the future of cannabis looks like. Um, I think though that um, there's many, there are many different ways in which direct to consumer will rear its head and from alcohol, from, you know, from general delivery of groceries and then to cannabis. We're seeing it certainly with the delivery. I think delivery is legal in about 14 states across the U.S. Um, there's going to be more effective ways to communicate education as well as to get that product to the consumer with the information that they need. And I've talked about on plenty of times where the room's going to change. Obviously, you're going to see companies that are going to be much more receptive seeing, well, the products are selling so well, we need to, you know, put them somewhere more prominently adjacent to other products, maybe some chance before legalization comes into play, the interstate commerce comes into play that can adjoin neighboring States to go and do something together. I know uh, governor Newsom in California had put symbolically a bill, but if something happens, then interstate can actually be implemented pretty quickly within between Oregon, Nevada and Washington state, things like that. And so obviously it's really wonderful what you found in the insight in these uh, in this study here and uh, really a lot that you took from there. So with that, it's just a matter of, you'll obviously see more by more research, by more consumers coming on board and realizing that this is what shows about the market that's going to grow so much because from what you're seeing so far, you're already seeing people that are replacing products. Like, I mean, it's not even just something where it's anymore where you're just taking products and, and using it as, an addendum. No, we're replacing painkillers, opioids, replacing some products that are chemical based that maybe not are as effective and replacing with products that are cannabis or CBD based and realizing that's looking much better and it's much more effective. Plus word of mouth. I mean, there's a lot more people that you see now, yeah. uh, especially of those that you refer to as legacy users that have been using it for five years. People can see the, the difference. Oh, you know, with joint and knee pain with various issues of whatever it might be. I mean, not a cure, but a treatment, but it's still something that's very important for people to use. And that the stigma within, even before legalization comes into play, people are already getting, they're realizing the normalization. And that's what's happening now, with especially with enough markets that have been online, legalized, medical use for more than 10 years, we're seeing the effects. Yeah, I mean, to your point, um, you think about a study that came out of the University of Georgia, like a two-part study. This had to be, this was early when I started within the industry, about 2016, 2017, mm -hmm. talking about the decrease in um, prescriptions for these particular need states we're discussing today um, after the legalization of medical cannabis. Um, and then I, there's one that we just came out a couple weeks ago that, you know, talked about uh, the stock value of a number of these companies um, as medical cannabis was legalized. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to realize, again, like people have this potential, like um, pe people have a, a dichotomy of medical and recreational. But what my, my supposition is and always has been that we're all healthcare consumers. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I, my knees hurt sometimes, too. <laughs> So I want something to feel that, you know, sometimes I feel really stressed out, like um, a number of, you know, there's some great products in Illinois and Florida and in many states that um, I can use to decrease that relax level, re let, decrease the level of stress, increase my level of relaxation and be able to focus on what I need to focus in order to get through the many stressors that we live with in everyday mm -hmm. life. 
if you want all to find out all this wonderful information, plus more about Carmen or herself, her website, CarmenBrace.com, uh, C-A-R-M-E-N-B-R-A-C-E.com. Uh, you have the Cannabis Occasion Diaries on that front page. You can learn more about that, plus other studies you've done. You're a wealth of knowledge, Carmen. Thank you so much for being on with us. Is there anything else you want to go and just leave us real quick before we close things out? Any other things on how to go ahead and follow along with what Claire Research is doing, what you're working on, and seeing what we're going to be doing in terms of uh, any other studies you have down the line? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I well, thanks for the first of all, thanks for the opportunity. Um, and I think that, you know, my work with consumer packaged goods with global data companies, Nielsen, Ipsos, NPD, um, has always been about how how cannabis is disrupting consumer packaged goods in healthcare. Um, and please follow along on LinkedIn on my website as we continue along with cannabis as well as other plant-based medicines that that are that many consumers are using today in order to increase the level of physical and mental wellness. Because I think cannabis that, that cannabis is one of many products that people are using to increase well-being. And thinking about what that foresight is around how people are use how people are thinking about products and making different behavioral choices every day. Um, these are the questions that I work on with CPG companies. Fantastic. I really appreciate you taking time out to talk to us again. I'm joined with Carmen Brace, the chief data evangelist for Aclara research, A C L A R A, but find all the information we've been talking about here on this program, her website, CarmenBrace.com. Carmen, thanks for being on with us. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.